podcast that's that's what we're doing now monthly or weekly or daily again it's up to me coming live from uh cleveland ohio ever heard of it actually it's better it's better than uh it's better than you think cleveland is underrated okay i would say it's above detroit i would put it above detroit I can drink again. I'm off my medication. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm visiting a friend in Cleveland. Him and his wife are having a baby. So that means they're basically going to, in my world, die. I'll never see them again. It's bittersweet. I get to see my friend one last time until the baby comes. And then it's all. Now, I'll become Uncle Adam. I'll show up every so often, and uh, we'll just drift along that, that way uh, for a while. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to think positively. I've been reading self-help books, and they say, think positive. But I have been here with my buddy. May have may have heard me mention him, Travis, and uh, we have been playing a lot of tennis. That's right, first sport mentioned. But I'll tell you what, man. I do not know how any athlete over the age of thirty functions. I played, I would say, some of the tamest tennis I've ever played. You know, running slowly back and forth, tossing the ball back over the net, retrieving the ball, serving it probably around 70 miles an hour, hitting it not super fast, not running super fast, pretty much staying in the same place. And I want to die after every single match. I come back from those tennis matches a zombie. I'm like a zombie in the car. I'm just staring out into the distance, not quite knowing what my brain is going to tell me what to do next. I get back into the house. I'm just zoning out. My legs lock up. My lower back locks up. And I'm thinking... I'm 33. Tom Brady must have gone into a hyperbaric coffin chamber after every single game. He must have just gone home and dove face first into an ice cube. I don't care how many Giselle back rubs you get, you're not getting over that feeling because I felt that way after a leisurely tennis game, and he's playing against monsters. 
I'm sitting on the couch here. They have two cats. And you know cats. They're looking at me like, he might die. We might get to eat him soon. With their dead-eyed stares. That's the thing with cats. They would eat you immediately upon death. Scientific fact. Let me look it up, actually. How long until a cat eats your face off after you die? Oh, my God. After a Romanian woman died in 2008, her cat ate her entire corpse. If you die by yourself, <laughs> eat the entire corpse. What? This woman had no friends. Because th that had to take, like, weeks upon weeks. Well, she had a cat. Maybe she had no friends. By the way, when did it, like, become cool to be, like, a crazy cat lady? It's like a trending thing on Twitter now. You're like, ooh, I'm a crazy cat lady. Isn't that fun? Like, back in the day, it was like, oh, she got a cat. What a loser. Might as well pack it up, lady. You ain't never finding a husband. Now it's like, I'm going to get a crazy cat lady mug, and I'm going to say I'm a crazy cat lady. I'm not, you know, I'm just stating a fact. The evolution of it has taken place. And it's now cool to be obsessed with cats. Whereas back in the day, it was not cool. You know? It was like... I don't know. I don't know what the relation is. It's like something. I'll tell you it's like something. It's like, you know what it is? It's like um, how, like, fat people are super cool now. It's like Lizzo's backup dancers. That job did not exist before Lizzo, by the way. Like, backup dancer for a fat person, that didn't exist until Lizzo came along. And now they're turning on her. So what? She made you eat a, a pussy banana. Who cares? You didn't have a job before this. Now it's like... You know, it's, it's progressed... And I'm not fat shaming. It's progressed to a point now... Where... There's one of the cats right now. Did you hear it? It's checking me out. It's seeing if I'm going to die soon to eat my face off. Well, that's just going to be the background of the podcast now. Get ready for... There he is again. What was I talking about? Lizzo, Lizzo's dancers? Or was I talking about cats eating people again? Who knows? No, let's get back to the Lizzo thing. At some point, there was a switch, much like the crazy cat lady thing. At some point, there was a switch of like, hey, we shouldn't make fun of fat people. That's not nice. Completely agree. And then it was like, hey, uh, you can't even say anything about, um, you know, becoming healthy because that would kind of shame a fat person. 
And then people are like, okay. And then it became like, fat people is the way to go. And Lizzo or Adele, if you even think of losing weight, then you have gone against the fat community and we will cancel you. Why can't someone become healthy? It's like, I get it. Don't make fun of someone. You don't know their past. You don't know their uh, mental history. You don't know if they have a slow metabolism. I get it. Don't make fun of people. But, like, when did it become, like, you have to be fat to be cool now? And then to have the goal to be one of her backup dancers who d- the job didn't exist before Lizzo. There was a, like Taylor Swift wasn't hiring like the fattest people of all time to become her dancers. You see what I'm saying? Like like am I going crazy here? Like a little appreciation. <laughs> I mean, they're mad because they're like why are you making me work out so much? Lizzo gets to come up, like, strut up there, play a flute, and, and then the, the fucking show's over. They have to be dancing every single night as a larger woman that's bad on the joints. It's hard. It's hard doing it. It's hard dancing every night as just a normal person. It's like, like if you ask me, the guy who can't play tennis for more than an hour without seizing up, and I work out every day. If you ask me to be in the Lizzo backup dancers every night, I would quit. I couldn't do it. I don't know how a, a larger woman does it. Not that woman has anything to do it, but but that's what they are. I don't know how a larger human would do it, right? So now they're a little angry. But again, back to my point, the job Fat backup dancer was never a job description before Lizzo. And, like, if you got to eat various fruits out of various orifices to keep that job, I just I just don't see the big deal. Anyways, back to the crazy cat lady thing, that's the same progression. It was like, oh, she's a crazy cat lady to, like, oh, God, she's turning into a crazy cat lady to... Oh, she's a crazy cat lady, too. Isn't it cool and quirky of me to be a crazy cat lady, too? Women should have cats, and if you don't, you're not cool. I feel like I've spent, yeah, I've spent ten minutes on this subject, and it's totally worth it. So the cats are looking at me like I'm going to die after my tennis matches here. And uh, they would. Let me get back to this. They'll eat you immediate. Uh, okay, so Romanian woman died and her cat ate her entire corpse in 2008. I'll tell you what. She wasn't the size of those lizard dancers because it would have taken way more than a couple weeks to eat one of those lizard dancers. So she must have been like a small little woman. According to the phenomenon called post-mortem predation a cat will eat your dead body one or two days after you die it's not even hungry at that point studies have shown that dogs will at least wait a week before attacking your corpse a cat barely waits like the end of the seinfeld episode 
You haven't finished your Netflix show before the cat's gnawing on your ear. Why else do cats suck? I, I mean, I'm kind of starting to like these cats here. Oh, there's a reason for that. Here it is. The reason you even like cats in the first place, first place is because of a parasite in your brain. So they're just tricking you. Toxoplasma Gandhi manipulates your behavior to force you to like cats. Can only reproduce in the digestive tract of cats. This is wild. Scientists studied the behavior of T. Gandhi in the brain of a rodent, an animal normally petrified by cats, and uncovered extraordinary results. T. Gandhi manipulated a rodent's brain to remove the rodent's fear of cats, slow the rodent's reaction time, and make the rodent attracted to the smell of cat urine. Now, the newly brave manipulated rat thinks it can befriend its mortal enemy. So, if you like cats, you're just being tricked. You know? That, that doesn't seem right. They always say, oh, dogs are like guys, cats are like women. This is true. They trick you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a woman, a woman will trick you. She'll be like, she'll wear that perfume. She'll get all done up. You, you, you propose to her, and then before you know it, you're waking up to uh, fright night came early, and you're like, what happened here? They probably had, that perfume that she was wearing. She has Toxoplasma Gandhi in it, and she's like, I'll show you, motherfucker. I'm gonna trick you into marrying me. And then you have no choice now. Damn, time is a, time is crazy because something something you like now in 5 years you could totally not like. And if you get tricked into that, hmm. I mean, it's a completely ridiculous point. Obviously women don't trick <laughs> It's comedy. It's called a joke, okay? Let's get back to sports. We were talking about... <sighs> back to sports. NFL linemen. Let's let's connect here. Lizzo, backup dancers, NFL linemen. They're basically the same thing. Let's get into the NFL. Uh, I've been gearing up for my fantasy draft, which is exciting. You know it's that time of year when you're, like, looking at, like, the fourth string on the Miami Dolphins and you're like, I wonder when I should reach for him. But I love it. It's like Christmas to me. Fantasy football has taken the place of Christmas for me. I used to wake up as, like, a kid and I'd run downstairs on Christmas morning and I was so excited. And I still get some of that excitement seeing the joy in my brother's kids. But for me personally, the start of the NFL season in fantasy football is now my Christmas. I can't sleep the night before. I'm constantly thinking about who I'm going to be picking. I'm already choosing out my games I want to go to. It's an amazing thing. 
And even though I've gotten into some of the other sports, baseball, I've, I've mentioned that on the podcast, nothing replaces football. It's just... Mwah. You wake up on a Sunday morning. I have to make sure, though, on a Saturday that I've done, like... I've like completed the work I have for Monday on Saturday. Then I have to wake up on Sunday, work out really hard, do a couple more things for work on Monday, just so my mind is completely clear and I feel like I've worked out, right? So I feel like I've been very productive in the weekend, so I'm allowed to, from noon or 1 in Eastern time, sit on the couch and watch football all the way till 10 p.m. Because if you don't do that, I mean, so that's my weekend now. I have too many responsibilities at work. To Like back in the day, you had a job, but you're like, fuck that. I'm going out Saturday. I'm going out Friday. Hell, I'm going out Friday. I'm going out Saturday, and I'm going to watch football all day Sunday. And I'm going to roll into work because I don't have any responsibilities. Now, that's not the case anymore. I have to be ready for Monday. So to compensate, I sacrifice the rest of my weekends so that I'm allowed to watch and be a lazy piece of shit all day Sunday. But I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I would. Like, if they paid me what they paid me now, expected nothing, no responsibility, I would still go out Friday and Saturday night. I think I would. I would also buy an NFL team. if Let's say I won the lottery. (laughs) Uh, We just watched this movie, Blackberry. And he becomes super rich, and almost immediately his passion is the NHL. He immediately tries to buy an NHL team. That's exactly what I would do, but for the NFL. So if I created the next Blackberry or iPhone or won the lottery... I would definitely buy a team, and then I would become my own worst enemy. Right now, I'm walking to the Orioles, and I'm like, what a piece of shit owner they have, John P. Angelos. Not signing the lease, getting meddling in, in the broadcast team, meddling with the team. I would do the same shit. I'd be like Jerry Jones. I'd be like on a golf cart, on the field, Telling, like, an elite athlete, like, have you thought about catching the ball like this? And everyone would be like, you don't know shit about football. You, you, like, you played, like, grade school football. And I'd be like, yeah, but I own the team, so now I'm going to medal. Speaking of medal, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this weekend. That was That was interesting. Very interesting because you see the progression of like humanity through music. And I gotta say, it's progressing pretty poorly. <laughs> like, if you used music as the barometer of how we're doing as a nation, it's only been going downhill. Like, we started with like Elvis and we're having fun, right? We're having fun. 
Then we're still having fun in the 70s, but we're getting into psychedelics, right? So it's a little bit more dangerous. It's a little bit more dark, but we're still having fun. Then we're not. Then we're, then okay, we're, we take a turn and we're in punk, right? So a little bit more violent, but we're still having fun. Quite, it's like the progression from Cat Lady um, or being fat. It's like, at a certain point, when do we just tell ourselves that this isn't good for us? <laughs> so we're getting from psychedelic to punk. And then we go from punk to grunge. And that's when things, we, we should have stopped there and said, what are we doing? <laughs> um, and now, like, now I'm looking at it and what, like, we jumped like rock and roll hall of fame. They don't even have rock and roll in there anymore. Rock and roll died in my opinion years ago. And now it's just like, we like it jumped from grunge to basically rap and then from rap to EDM. And like, it's not like you have look back. You're like, what happened to Elvis? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what happened? Like we, we should go back to then. Like EDM, it's like a reflection of society. It's like, oh, well, we just have fucking, you know, beep, beep, boop, boop noises and robots will create everything and AI will handle our daily decisions and we don't really have to think anymore and we don't really have to go outdoors anymore and before you know it, we're plugged into the fucking wall like we're in the Matrix. But maybe, just maybe, I don't need to win the lottery anymore and I don't need to build Blackberry because I won't be able to tell the difference between when I'm plugged in and I'm a fake owner of an NFL team and if I really was doing it. It's a wild thought. I know. That's what I'm here for. But I'm, I'm happy for the NFL coming around the corner. I'm really happy for my next stop, which will be Baltimore. For Orioles baseball in September, the start of the NFL season. So I'll get to see, weirdly, I'll get to see uh, competitive Orioles and the Ravens start before um, October starts, which is amazing. Um, I haven't had that happen ever. And I don't think it has actually happened in Baltimore history in like 20 years. So we'll see. I'm ready for the mean streets of Baltimore. Uh, and then NBA is right around the corner after that. And the drama has already started in the NBA. We had James Harden say, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will not work with him anymore. In fact, I won't be a part of any organization that he's a part of. And he said that at a child or, or uh, at a camp for children in China, to which I was like, "What are those kids thinking of?" <laughs> They're like, "Do we get the dribble yet? What are you? What is this? What is this soap opera you're going off on?" And and then he came out and he said, "That's nothing." I'm going to make things very uncomfortable for them. 
dude, you're like nearly 35. Like, it's time to get over the bad breakup. <laughs> like, can't you be mature in your breakups? Like, after 30, like, you tell the, the partner you're with, like, look, because of this reason and that reason, I don't see a future for us anymore. And then you kind of just break up. What you don't do is set the house on fire. And that's what James Harden did. And what a weird venue. Like, lame, dude. Like, have your publicist just release that statement. You don't need to say it at your summer camp for children. And they're all, like, looking at each other like, what? What did this 34-year-old man just say? He's like, oh, that'll be on Twitter. I'm going to leverage Twitter. What a lame time we live in. I'm going to leverage Twitter. Oh, my bad. I'm going to leverage X. We need to go back to the Elvis days. Before James Harden. Before we were leveraging Twitter. And thinking we were cool because we did it that way. Ay, ay, ay. But I do love the NBA drama. You can't beat this drama with the NBA. And it's because there's so little people on each team that they can actually sway an organization. NFL, they're like, shut the fuck up. There's 52 other guys like you. And, and there's a billion more waiting to get in. The NBA, there's only one James Horton. I mean, there's many guys on his tier, talent-wise, but it's very few. There's only been 400 people that have played in the NBA. And so, James Harden really can stir up some drama and, he, and, and, not, and, and be in control of it. He did that on purpose. He probably learned it from LeBron's playbook. Although he, LeBron's at least subtle. James Harden came at it with like a sledgehammer and a fucking chainsaw. I don't know if you what you do if you're them. I mean, you I. The whole reason they have the leverage is because they don't want to lose the player for zero. Uh, get back, right? So they want to be able to trade James Harden. He only has a year left on his deal, and then he's a free agent, right? So you want something for him. He's saying, I want to leave now. So you want to get something for him. You might as well trade him. Again, if I won the lottery, if I created BlackBerry, why do I care about money, and why do I care about leveraging any of that for my team? I would say, fuck you. You're not getting any money, and you're going to sit out a year. Have fun. Not going to be going to too many more strip clubs with zero dollars in your bank account. I'm sure he has plenty of money. Okay, again, I make these statements as a point. I go a little bit over the top. And like, boo-hoo, James Harden. You've made hundreds upon hundreds of millions in your career. You didn't play that well last year, and so the GM said, hey, bud, I'm not going to be paying you another $200 million. Take $50 million and be happy I'm giving you that. And he's like, 
throwing a temper tantrum because he's going to make $50 million next year. Wild stuff. I wish that was my problem. I wish that was my... Although, if you're him, you're probably thinking even a grander scale, right? There's a certain point of rich where... Like, remember when you were a kid, you are like, if I get rich one day, I'm going to get a house like that kid in blank check. I'm going to have, like, a fucking trampoline into the swimming pool, right? Because you're a kid, and that's what you think is awesome. And it is awesome, and we should keep to that thought process. But then you get older, right? And then you're like, I'm going to make so much money, I'm going to have sex with any girl I want. I'm going to, you know, drive a dope car i'm gonna buy a big house right and then you get to like james harden rich and then you're like i want my entire generation upon generations of kids to be rich and i might want to own a team one day and so i need to make like almost a billion dollars And then there's even a step higher than that, and it's like Bill Gates rich. And then you're like, I want to control the mosquitoes. Hear about this? There's actually an article I was reading about mosquito control. (laughs) All right, this podcast's gone off the real rails, but let me let me just let me close on this. Mosquito vaccine. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is he an anti-vaxxer? Um, no. This is on NPR. Okay. NPR. A box of 200 ma- mosquitoes did the vaccinating for malaria. What they did is what is like Jurassic Park shit. Look it up. If you think I'm joking, look it up. <sighs> look. They they somehow they somehow made the vet Okay, well, well I'm just going to read it and then you're going to have to wait and then I'm going to give you the information. Put her arm in a cardboard box with 200 mosquitoes, blah, blah, blah. Then feeding my whole arm blistered, and she didn't do, she did okay. But it's not, we we use the mosquitoes like there are a thousand small flying syringes, explains University of Washington Seattle physician and scientist Dr. Sean Murphy, who led an author on the paper in the Science Translational Medicine. The insects deliver malaria causing plasmodium parasites that have been genetically modified modified to not get people sick. The body still makes antibodies against the weakened parasite, so it's prepared to fight the real thing. Okay, this is scary. Why they're they're like saying this like isn't this cool? They're fucking weaponizing mosquitoes. <laughs> okay, and this is what I'm talking about. This is like a Bill Gates rich it goes from I want a trampoline in my pool to I want to fuck women to I want to own an NBA team to I want to control mosquitoes. Like, they're like, oh, isn't this cool? We're going to, like, then you won't have to get a vaccine. You'll just be vaccinated already. It should, 
look. <laughs> this is like one step away from like being like, well, let's just fucking fill him with poison and send him off into the Congo. That would really uh, eliminate our Congo problem. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, this isn't cool. This is really weird. We need to go back to Elvis. Back in the Elvis days, nobody was trying to weaponize mosquitoes. And I know what you're thinking. Well, they're not trying to weaponize mosquitoes. They're trying to um, give mosquitoes the malaria vaccine so that people can be actually be helped. Grow up. Stop being naive. Sure. Could they use it for good? Yes. Will it be used for bad? Absolutely. You don't want to get this rich, James Harden. Just accept the $50 Because if you, if you get another $200 million, you might start thinking, how can I control the water? If I have all the water, then they'll have to come to me. Yeah. So rich. You don't want to be that rich. That's all I'm going to say. Um, okay, I think that's a great, great place to stop. Um... And uh, I'll give you more updates as uh, as as preseason football takes over and the Orioles keep uh, taking uh, killing it. And if I go see a movie, I'll put that in the next podcast. So, thanks for joining me this evening. Uh, and uh, keep on keeping on. Peace be with Love. Uh-huh.